don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do when I don't have the Broncos in prime time. What do I do? How do, how do I even prepare for the slate? I have no idea. We're just going to have to do the best we can, you mother father. Welcome, new guy. I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who is here to help you not be so bad at this by teaching you a little bit about contest selection, how to make a script, and how to not make donkey dick lineups. If that sounds interesting, hang around for a little bit, right? If you like the cut of my jib, maybe even like and subscribe. You see this big-ass will above my shoulder? I give a I give a millionaire maker ticket away every Saturday when I do the week-long uh, final thoughts with John Gold JD. All you got to do to get in that is go like and retweet on Twitter. That's one way. Or the second way is just simply go down in the comments of this video and tell me who is going to break the slate tonight. I per Is it going to... Wait, no, no, no. I want to change it. I'm going to change it. Is DeAndre Hopkins going to be a good play yes or no is d hop gonna be a good play tonight because he's coming back my best ball teams are very excited about deandre hopkins coming back but is he good for dfs tonight we're gonna have to see so answer that down in the comments let's get going first thing you want to look at is contest selection uh they actually got they got it they got it kind of uh well i'm not even on the right one that's why they're so juiced up let's get over here to the correct game uh tomorrow we have the big 15 dollar oh they finally it's no longer a millie maker oh my god uh, you can see they're doing uh, one-third to first place. I'm just auto out. Here's my rule, and this should be your rule. If more than 25% of the prize pool goes to first place, you should just say this. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, DraftKings, with your stupid tournaments. They could make that a quarter million to first. It'd still be an awesome first place, and they could make the prize structure so much better. I'm out. I guess it doesn't matter if a 270-person train hits, but, like, it really, you know, I don't know. It, 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 I, I don't like it. I don't like it, Bob. I don't like it at all. Where you really want to be playing is in these three dollar, you know, these three maxes and stuff like this. Look at this, three fifty and only thirty thousand to first. That's where it's at, dude. That's where you want to play. That's the sweet spot. And I say this every time, but you got to remember, I have like a hundred new people finding my channel every fucking Thursday, so I got to say it again. Let your game script or green scripts, however many game scripts you like for this week, dictate how many lineups you play. If you only see the game going one way, well, you could probably just build five or 10 lineups and kind of build all the different combinations of that script. If you could see, if you want to play three or four different scripts on how this game is going to play out, you probably need to get access to 40 or 50 lineups. So maybe you go play the, the 20 max $3 and the 20 max $1. So you can make 40 lineups and run maybe three or four different scripts with a different combination of players. That's, that's what I really want you to focus on. But if you have a really strong strong conviction you really see it going a certain way or you really you particularly think that deandre hopkins is going to be chalk and he's a terrible play or eno benjamin can just not be efficient enough and he's going to be 80 percent owned and you have your strong stances well then i'm telling you and i'm telling you right now play in single entries if you have really strong convictions about uh, guys you want to fade and one lineup you really like get that bad boy in single entries maybe just take one or two of those spots and go do a one-off right so instead of putting the you know, this punt wide receiver in the last spot, go put this other punt wide receiver and go enter that in another single entry. So then the core of your lineup is still there if it hits. And now if the wrong one-off goes off, right? Like the Broncos, if you, you know, trying to play the roulette with which tight end was going to go off, the answer ended up being Dolchich, right? But it could have been Beck. It could have been one of the other guys. So a good thing to remember is if you got a, a lineup you really like and you want to enter it in three or four uh, single entries, just go take one of those lineups and, and one off one of the punts and go put in another punt in that exact same spot even if it makes you leave a thousand two thousand three thousand dollars on the table just be okay with that 
right? Because if you have a good, if you if your conviction is right and your game script hits and those top five spots hit, you want to have multiple chances to take down a GPP by having that punt spot give you multiple chances. And the best way to do that is to put it in a, a five of those six guys in the same lineup and then just keep switching that one off and put it in all the different single entries, whatever your budget is. Maybe you want to do the $200 single entry, maybe a hundred, maybe you're just a $5 single entry, or maybe you're a $1 single entry. It don't make a fuck to me. The strategy still remains the same, brother. So remember that. There's your, there's your contest selection strategy for tonight. Hey, you can't help but notice the schedule has changed. No more week-long preview and no more Sunday sweat. The big guy's gotten tired. So just so you know, I do this every Monday and Thursday for uh, NFL. It's the showdown hoedown, right? We're here on the showdown hoedown, breaking down the showdown slate. And then, of course, Saturday, me and John Gold, do our uh, JD do our final thoughts for week-long NFL. I also do college football and golf, which prints money over there because if you don't know, the NFL community is a lot sharper than college football and PGA. So if you ever want to like get away from all these fucking sharps and have it a little bit easier, come over to the minnow pool called PGA and college football, brother, because there's, uh, there's plenty of money to be had over there. All right, this is Run the Sims. Use it every week. It's the best tool-assisted site out there. If you like it, you liking what you're seeing, go use my code to get 20% off, DGEN75, D-E-G-E-N-75. What we're going to do is we're just going to use the generic inputs. As you can see, Arizona is a two-point favorite in this game, so they have, a, they have an implied total of 23, uh, uh, and Arizona has 21, although it looks like they've just updated the line to one and a half. So we got a competitive game, relatively moderate scoring, not super low scoring, not 39 like we've been seeing with the Bears and stuff like that, right? And we can um, we can see their rush rate and their pace of play and all of that. Tons of injury news to keep up on. I think we should probably start there. It does appear as though Adam Troutman has been ruled out, so him being out definitely makes Jawan Johnson probably pretty appealing, right? Uh, Jarvis Landry is going to be out. Michael Thompson is going to be out. Uh, Michael Thompson, Michael Thomas is going to be out. So that's a lot of a lot of banged up parts for the Saints, which opens up a lot of value. Key is, do you really want to play shitty receivers and just assume they're going to get there? Uh, the other side, James Conner is out. We know what that means. It's going to be Eno time again. Is it going to be Captain Inefficient again? Probably. Daryl Williams is out. Uh, Jonathan Ward, dealing with hamstring, will miss at least four weeks. Marquise Brown, definitely out. Could be out for a long time. Uh, and Matt Prater didn't practice. Wow, that's some news right there. All right. I have to have to monitor the old Matt Prater. By the way, this is Wednesday night, so if I say tomorrow, just know I'm talking about the Thursday night game, you mother father. The big news here, DeAndre Hopkins back from his six-game suspension. Uh, he is back, and he is priced accordingly. You would think that he already has seven touchdowns this year based on that salary. I don't know. You know, I guess – DK had to price up somebody, but Jesus, you think they could have priced up some of these other guys? Chris Olave, seventy four hundred, <laughs> and and uh, DeAndre Hopkins was ten thousand two hundred. Are we in the fucking twilight zone? All right, let's do it. Let's run the Sims and see what it says. The key here is looking at who are you getting leverage on. Who are the guys that are more likely to show up in the optimal versus what they are owned? Let's identify some of those guys. Let's talk about some good plays. Let's talk about some bad plays. Let's talk about some scripts, and then let's go win some money. What do you say? All right, right off the top. We don't have ownership in, but you can see that Kyler Murray is showing up in the optimal 74% of the time, which is a crazy high rate. 17% is the captain, and uh, 15, uh, 57% is the flex. It's really hard to come up with a game script where Kyler Murray doesn't get there. He offers such a safe floor with his running prowess that like, you have to almost have him in there, right? And then if you think, oh, well, I think that this Arizona wide receiver and this Arizona wide receiver, you know, if you think Ertz and Rondell get there, tell me how the hell they get there and Kyler doesn't also get there, right? It really just doesn't happen. The only 
way that there's a game script in which Ky- Kyler Murray doesn't get there is probably, uh, I mean, you never want to, you, you can't play for the injury, so shut up with that stupid shit. But a game script where he doesn't get there is maybe the Cardinals uh, are decide to run the ball. The game is a slow, sloggy type of like nine to six game. And a game like that, maybe Kyler doesn't get there. Maybe it's the running backs, the kickers, and the defenses, right? But in most scripts, if it ends up being a shootout, Kyler definitely gets there. If Arizona blows him out, Kyler most likely gets there. Even if it's a script where you think New Orleans is going to blow out the Cardinals, Kyler will still get there in garbage time, right? He's still going to be running around like a little midget, throwing touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and he'll backdoor get there. So it's very hard to make a lineup where you don't have Kyler in it, right? Any script, he almost fits any script except a true slog game. And even in a true slog game with his running prowess, you have to to think that maybe he still gets there, right? The only thing holding him back is that 11,200 price tag is pretty high especially if you put him at captain now what you're up to you're up to 16 six or so so uh that's a lot that's a lot to eat uh there however with so many good punts on this you know so many affordable pieces in this uh game i think it's really tough to fake kyler murray i personally don't think i would do it but if you're playing you got big old balls between your legs well then go ahead and fade him uh, everybody else is kind of, you know, not so obvious. There's a lot of scripts where Alvin Kamara doesn't get there. Uh, what is a script where Alvin Kamara doesn't get there? Well, first of all, he's not cheap at 10,600. He hasn't been finding the end zone too much this year. If he's not involved in the passing game, he really doesn't have a ton of upside, right? So let's say uh, let's say that the Saints get ahead early in the game due to a passing touchdown or some defensive touchdowns or whatever, and maybe Alvin Kamara is just splitting carries and then doesn't get his rushing touchdown and they're not passing the ball. And that and that game, Alvin Kamara probably gets 12 points, 12 fantasy points at a $10,600 price tag. They ain't going to get you there, brother. So there are a lot of scripts where Alvin Kamara doesn't get there. Eno Benjamin, I thank God they priced him up and he's not 4,600 like he was at week long. But Eno, if you don't know, this happens all the time. Everybody sees that shiny, beautiful backup. And, oh, if he ever just got the start, he'd be so good. But what they don't fail to realize is when you now get to touch the ball 15, 20 times a game as the starter, your efficiency goes down the drain. And Eno Benjamin is not a starting NFL running back. His efficiency go to, goes down the drain. With that said, he was on the field for 83% of Cardinal snaps. And it's almost foolish when a guy is on the field that much in a position to catch the ball and run the ball to not have him in there. So Eno Benjamin for Arizona seems like a very safe play just simply based on the one certainty that you can have. You have to be on the field to score points and that mother father will be on the field. Okay. Surely he can't be in as, as inefficient as he was in last Sunday's game. The biggest one, DeAndre Hopkins, you can see he's actually lower than Eno in the projected uh, 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 optimizer rate. At 10,200, you've got to ask yourself, how much rust is there going to be? He wasn't exactly a killer last year, so maybe, you know, that he's getting a little older, he's a little rusty. Maybe he'll be fresh. I don't know. you got to decide that. I personally would be shocked if DeAndre Hopkins came back and just instantly saw 25 or 30% of the market share. I just don't think it works that way, right? I think they're going to ease him back a little bit at 10,200. If I see his ownership creeping up anywhere near 40 or 50%, I'll just happily fade him. That, that's just one I'll fade. And if I'm going to fade Hopkins, well, then that makes it very obvious who you need to play, right? That makes guys like Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, and uh, 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 AJ Green nuts plays right if you think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be limited all three of those receivers well those two receivers in that tight end offer incredible value for you to go stack with Kyler Murray right they're all underpriced for what they offer assuming DeAndre Hopkins doesn't come back and be a 30 percent uh target share usage monster right so that's what you're going to be looking at there on the flip side now we got Chris Olave back from concussion he's you know rookies are always undervalued by DraftKings they have tremendous upside he's already started to show uh big upside 
even where the game where he got concussed and left in the third quarter. He still got 15 points or so. Uh, Chris Olave seems to be the clear-cut number one receiver. Even if you don't think he's that great, we'll just go ahead and compare him to Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith. Let me go ahead and tell you a secret. They fucking suck. They're not that good. Olave will get the ball. He gets tons of air yards. He'll have the most targets. He is most likely going to be in a script where they're playing from behind and throwing the ball to him. He gets the deep targets. He gets the red zone targets. I can't think of a better play in this game than Chris Olave. Really, the only way Chris Olave doesn't get there, in my opinion, is if this game turns into Taysom Hill just runs the ball downhill and scores 50 touchdowns running the ball like the tank that he is. That's about the only way I don't see him getting there. And so if I think Chris Olave is going to get there, and I think there is a path for uh, Kamara to have a solid game, well, then it gets to be very, very simple. Uh, uh, Callaway and Traquan Smith are overvalued for what they offer versus what they're going to do. And you say, well, someone's got to be the second uh, pass catcher or maybe even the third if you're considering Kamara a pass catcher. Well, I would say this. Jawan Johnson at 3,000 is probably a nuts play. With Adam Troutman out, uh, you got to ask yourself what is going to be his ownership. And you got to ask yourself what that number is. But, man, he is a big athletic dude on a team that doesn't have a ton of options. When you have Landry out, when you have Michael Thomas out, someone's got to catch the ball. Uh, Jawan Johnson, makes he's going to be on the field a ton. He's going to be running a ton of routes. And he has all the athletic upside to hit a big play, to catch it in the end zone. He gets red zone targets. He just seems like a smash play. The other one you got to ask yourself is Andy Dalton. What's his role going to be? Andy Dalton at 9,400 seems like a very fair price for a starting quarterback, especially a quarterback that the, you know has deep threats with Olave and even uh, good uh, red zone targets with uh, Juwan Johnson and Kamara, who can take a screen and take it to the house. However, you got to remember, Andy Dalton is getting subbed out on certain plays for Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is coming in and running a little wildcat type action, right? And uh, is that he's vulturing his touchdowns, right? And then they have pass plays off of that wildcat. So you really got to ask yourself, what kind of script do you think this is going to be? If it's a script where you think the Saints are behind and they leave Andy Dalton out on the field passing the ball, then yeah, you probably need him in there. Uh, but if you think this is a game where the Saints are playing from ahead, I don't see any way Andy Dalton gets in the optimal lineup if the Saints are playing from ahead. Even if he throws two touchdowns in the first quarter, I think that he will dramatically uh, be uh, his role will be decreased as the game continues on. You will start to see a whole lot more of running the ball and a whole lot more of old Taysom Tank Hill. There is one last narrative we need to talk about, and that is. Both these teams' offenses have kind of sucked this year. Neither one of them have been very good. We always think the Cardinals have having a great offense. They got Kyler Murray. They got Cliff Kingsbury. They're unbelievable, right? But what about just a narrative? Because I'm all about the game script. What about the game script that's been hitting a ton this year? Just a boring ass slog. When's it this game? 16 to 13. If this game is 16 to 13, you're probably going to have both kickers in the optimal probably one or both defenses in the optimal, and then probably a running back and a big pass catcher, right? That, that would get there, right? And so if your narrative is that these offenses suck and you know they can't quit stepping on their own dick, well, then you probably could get away with playing that narrative, and there's a more than realistic chance that that's going to hit, and not many people are going to be on that game script, and you will have a lineup that is very unique and different, and if it hits, you will be shipping by yourself and not splitting a 270-person train, right? So that is one game script to continue. Uh, to consider another one to consider that no one will will probably be on is that the Saints just blow them out. What about a Saints blowout game with with uh, with our with the Cardinals being favored by one and a half to two, depending on where you look? That means that most people are going to probably play four two Cardinal stacks, right? So you go play a four two Saint stack or a five one Saint stack and play that they blow them out. That will be a lineup, a script that not many people will be on. There's a lot of really good pieces that you could rotate into that Saints blowout script. You could have Kamara in it. You definitely want to have Olave, Andy Dalton. You could definitely 
definitely work in the defense. Will Lutz at kicker, Jawan Johnson, uh, and then of course, uh, 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 don't play Adam Troutman. Uh, <laughs> he's out. Uh, and Taysom Hill, right? All those guys are working pieces that in a blowout could get there, right? Hell, you could probably even put Trey Quanner, Mark uh, Callaway in there. Just one of them. I would never play both those guys together. I, if you play both those guys together, you just send me your money and I'll kick you in the nuts for free. Uh, those are some different scripts to consider, right? So who are viable? Uh, the last thing we want to talk about are who are the viable captains? I think the viable captains are definitely Kyler uh, is, 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 is a nuts play at captain. I think Olave is a nuts play at captain. I think Rondell is viable at captain. I think Eno is viable at captain. I think Jawan Johnson is even viable at captain. If you really want to get creative, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm personally not going to be playing, you know, I think Zach Ertz is a great flex play. Um, I think you get away with playing DeAndre in the flex, but like, you know, I'm never putting DeAndre at the captain spot or Ertz or Dalton or Callaway or Traquan. Uh, I'm not a big fan of kickers and defenses in the captain, but if you have a narrative that this game is going to be low scoring, well, then I bet Will Lutz could probably get you 12 to 15 points, and that could be the nuts play in the captain spot. Um, so those are the guys to consider. A.J. Green is probably the lowest value guy I'd play if I'm going to play somebody under 3,000. He's the only one I would consider. Anything below that, you're just punting to punt at that point, right? Like, there, there's just no upside from those guys. So don't do it. Robbie Anderson, I guess, is one more we could touch on. He is 5,600. If you don't know, he just got traded from the Panthers. He could maybe get a deep ball, but I would be shocked if he runs more than 10 or 15 routes. He's not known for his efficiency. You basically are all in on a long touchdown. And at 5,600, I don't want to just pray for one long touchdown. At 56, I need my guy to give me at least five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown, right? And I don't know if Robbie Anderson's going to get enough snaps to see that. Hell, I'd probably play Dorch ahead of him, but even Dorch, I think, is a very bad play. So uh, there you go. We got our player pool. The one guy I am definitely playing is Chris Olave, and the one guy that I wouldn't touch for all the monies in the world Traquan Smith at 6,200 is disgusting. I don't know what the hell DraftKings was thinking. I played him at week long. He got me a touchdown. He was good. And you're going to go look and see, oh, he had 13 points. He's so good. He got 13 points because he luck sacked one touchdown, okay? And Olave was out. Don't be, don't, don't be counting on that shit, okay? Uh, not a good play. I think that's it. Hey, me and John Gold JD are going to go turn around and do a uh, special one of these uh, Q&A for the Discord. If you're interested in what my Discord is, it's connected through my Patreon. It's right here. It is down in the description of this video. You can come join. We got some people over there that just want to be part of the community, some people who want to support my channel and help me pay my editor and do all this shit, and some people just want all the free fucking content I give them. It don't matter. All of them are my brothers. Come join if you want to. The mother father grows every day. I appreciate you guys being here. I hope you kick ass on Thursday Night Football, and I hope you enjoy my outro.